Olivia and I'm Mizuki and this is Plus A1. When do you think this will like last till? Like, because I felt like my morale was a lot higher like a week ago and like now I'm like <laughs> The small things, I'm like, my hair is like. I know, my hair is so long now, I need to cut it. This length looks good too, though. Mm, I don't feel like myself anymore, like, if it gets too, too long,、mm. up to a certain point. I think this is like the longest I can tolerate.、Yeah. But, shogunai. Yeah. I'll just have to grow it out. Nah. Yeah, no, my hair is fine. I'm like, because I usually cut it in like a long bob situation. So, like, longuni. And like, I was, like, I was like, I just want to go on vacation. Like, I want to go somewhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere、okay. not here. But yeah, let's、uh, shift. Let's shift from this coronavirus talk and <laughs> talk、um, about some more fun topics. Yeah, like politics. <laughs> But so we thought we would talk about politics for the next couple of episodes because. There's a Tokyo governor's election happening in July of this year, so, which is in two months. So I don't know, I thought it was a good time to like, refresh my memory on politics and political parties. And... Yeah, just, just give a refresher, like a crash course on like, our civil duty for July. Yeah.、Um, and if you're listening and you're not too knowledgeable on Japanese politics or how politics stuff works in Japan, this might be a good episode to jump into that. Yeah. And Ms. has also helpfully made some graphics that we'll post on our Instagram. So it should be up by the time this episode goes live. Yeah. It just gives you an overview of the political parties and has pictures of the leaders so that it's easier to look at those、um, and visualize while we're talking about it because there's a lot of names coming up. And I think if, you don't, if you're not looking at anything, it's kind of hard to understand who they are. Yeah, because the Japanese names are also nothing like the English names, too. Well, yeah, because the system is very different. I think I first want to start explaining by how different、um, Japanese politics is from American politics. Because,、mm-hmm. um, you know, in the States, it's basically a two party system. Yeah.、Um, but in Japan, it's not.、Mm-hmm. It kind of is in the sense that there's a ruling party and there's like an opposition. But those. Both of those are, although there are like technically two sides,、mm-hmm. those two sides are made up of different parties. So, yeah, it's not such a clear cut two party system like in the US, but there's a lot of smaller parties working against each other or together at some times.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some, I think that's one of the reasons why Japanese politics is so crazy and difficult to understand、mm-hmm. is because there's so many parties and there's so many players. and... You don't really know who's who. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to tell <laughs>、mm-hmm. sometimes. But yeah, so the ruling coalition currently is made up of the LDP, the Liberal Democratic Party. In Japanese, that's the Jiu Nishito or Jiminto for short.、Mm-hmm. And that's where Prime Minister Abe's party is. He's the party leader. And yeah, so the ruling coalition is made up of the LDP and This other party called the Kometo. Do you want to explain a little bit about the Kometo? So basically, like, they're both like, center right to like, debatably far right. I think they're quite far right parties. 
Um, what I thought was interesting about the Kuomaito was that it's supported by the Buddhist new religious movement, which is Soka Gakkai. Um, but it's interesting to see that there's like religious undertones to this party. Um, Kometo has also been, I think, in the news more recently because they were the ones that were really pushing for the 100,000 yen universal aid for the coronavirus. And the 100,000 yen was really like brought into the discussion once the Kometo started talking about it. So they definitely have more of a say. Um, in government than maybe perhaps the other Yato parties do. Which is super unfair because <laughs> the, the Kometo wasn't even the first to come up with this thousand dollar thing. Like the CDP had been doing it. The opposition mm-hmm. parties have been saying we need this money for like a long time before mm-hmm. the Kometo came up. I think it, they only focused on the Kometo because there's rarely ever a time where Kometo <laughs> stands up against LDP. Uh-huh. Like usually they're very much right behind LDP and mm-hmm. everything that they do. And so for Kometo to, to, to even suggest different mm-hmm. things to the LDP is usually very significant. Yeah, it just shows like how shit of a job the LDP are doing. They're like, once your like kohais start disagreeing with you, it's like you're really screwing it over. Yeah, and also I think the stereotype of kometo is kind of like this like religious party mm-hmm. that's like kind of culty, cultish. Yeah. it's like old and like the yabai ostan tachi ga iru. Which I feel like usually that's kind of the sentiment around anything that's religious or mm-hmm. cult-like. But um, Kometo used to be more towards the left. Mm-hmm. But I think in like the 90s or something, they yeah. decided to form a coalition with the LDP. And that's what makes the LDP really strong mm-hmm. um, in, for example, the lower and upper houses of Japan's diet, which is like kind of like Congress, because none of the parties by themselves are very strong on their own. It's not like they have, they can hold a majority in any of the houses. Like it's only because of the coalition with the Kometo that the LDP is, is able to be strong mm-hmm. in a way that they are.、Um, so yeah, Kometo is like, it's like that unnecessary block. Yeah. That's like helping LDP. If only they if only they weren't there. <laughs> so that's the ruling coalition.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, ruling coalition is Jiminto and Kometo. Yes.、Um, the ruling coalition made up of LDP and Kometo is conservative.、Um, and then on the other side of the aisle, there is the、uh, opposition. Um, this is where kind of the name gets a little bit confusing because、mm-hmm. so there's the ruling coalition and the opposition. But even though the ruling coalition is made up of two conservative parties, it doesn't mean that the opposition is made up, made up entirely of like left wing parties.、Um, the opposition just means that they're not, they're the parties that are not part of the ruling coalition. For example, one of the, one of the parties in the opposition is、uh, Ishing. Mm-hmm. And they tend to be more conservative and support, in support of the LDP, but they're still a part of the opposition because they're not in a coalition together with the LDP. So that's just a heads up.、Um, it doesn't mean that the opposition is entirely on the other side of the aisle. They just tend to be that way、mm-hmm. because of the ruling coalition, are two of them like main conservative parties. Um, but anyway, the main opposition party is the Constitutional Democratic Party or the CDP. In Japanese, it's called Rikken Minshto.、Mm-hmm. 
and it's headed by Eda no Yukio.、Mm-hmm. They're a fairly new party.、Um, they were founded in 2017、um, and they are center left to left, I would say. And then <laughs> kind of a、um, more conservative version of that is, a, is the Democratic Party for the People or DPFP.、Um, in Japanese, it's Kokumi Minshito. Mm-hmm. They're also very new. They were founded in 2018.、Um, and they're headed by Tamaki Yuichiro. They tend to be, I would consider them center left to center right because,、mm-hmm. you know, some of their politicians have, are more liberal and some of,、uh, some of their politicians are more conservative.、Um, and if you look at the history of how they came up, it's kind of, You can tell how or why that is.、Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that later. But so they're one of the opposition parties. And another one of the bigger opposition parties is the Japanese Communist Party or the JCP. In、mm-hmm. Japanese, that's Nippon Kyosanto or Kyosanto for short.、Um, and as it says in your research, they're one of the, they're, they're the oldest Japanese political party、mm-hmm. founded in 1922. And as the name suggests, they are left wing. And they're one of the more progressive parties in the whole like, entire. Political spectrum.、Mm-hmm. Their party leader is Shi Kazo. And I think an interesting thing about the JCP is that, like, well, it's not even interesting, but my first impression of the JCP was like, wow, wait, we have a Japanese Communist Party? <laughs> like, because, <laughs> you know, when you think of communism,、mm-hmm. it, it's usually in terms of like、um, North Korea or like China,、mm-hmm. the Chinese Communist Party. And I think that's kind of the sentiment that a lot of Japanese. People have、mm-hmm. is that when you talk about the Kyosanto, you are reminded of like the Chinese Communist Party、mm-hmm. or like communism in North Korea in a way that's like a dictatorship. But that's、mm-hmm. not what this Japanese Communist Party is about or is trying to achieve. That's one of the reasons why they actually struggle to gain popularity is because of their name.、Mm. Because a lot of people are reminded of China and North Korea and they don't want to associate themselves with those policies. Right. Which is ironic because it's like the only name that's easy to understand, too, or like actually implies anything.、Mm. Yeah, because I mean, communism as, a, as an ideology isn't like, it's not supposed to be like a horrible thing. It's just、no. like, a, it's、yeah. just like when it's in the wrong hands, I guess it can,、mm-hmm. be, it, it can be bad. Yeah. Up until like the 1960s, it, like, it wasn't like popular, but it was like a relatively like mainstream idea. And even now, there are like publications that are still like left over from that time. Yeah. I think they're kind of gaining popularity in this coronavirus situation because、mm. they're, they're more progressive ideas、um, kind of resonate with people during like hardship.、Mm-hmm. And they were one of the first parties to come after Abe for his. Some of his like ridiculous、um, financial assistance policies and stuff.、Mm-hmm. But they're called the Kyosanto, but they're not communist in the sense of China and like North Korea. Yeah. But、no. they said that they're like adamant about not changing their name, even、mm-hmm. though it's kind of unpopular, because their policies that they are hoping for is like more progressive. Right. Destigmatize the word communism in Japan. Yeah, and I think their history is kind of interesting. I mean, I'm not too kawashi on it, but during World War II, a lot of their members were like put in jail for、mm-hmm. refusing to go fight in the war or something like that. Like, 
Um, so they have a long history as a party, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, those three are like the bigger parties mm-hmm. in the opposition, and the more the smaller opposition parties are, like I said, the Nippon Ishin no Kai, mm-hmm. which is they're more popular and prominent in the Western prefectures mm-hmm. of Osaka,、mm-hmm. Kyoto, and Hyogo. And the leader of the party, Ichiro, Matsui Ichiro, he's actually the mayor of Osaka. They were founded in 2015, but they come out from kind of a history of this like innovation party kind of、mm. thing. But they tend to be more conservative as well. Like I said, they more often than not support Abe's. Policies and they are for constitutional revision. So、mm. they're a very, they're kind of also, a, they're a, a dangerous addition to Abe's coalition, I guess,、mm-hmm. the ruling coalition. Yeah. And they're just neoliberals too, right? Like that's they are, yeah. their basic thing.、Mm-hmm. So, try, yeah, neoliberals who want to change the constitution is not helping. Yeah. And then we have the Social Democratic Party or the SDP. In Japanese, it's called the Shakai Minshuto or Shaminto for short. They were founded in 1996.、Um, and they used to be more prominent, but they've kind of, their numbers have kind of dwindled、um, into like a smaller, smaller、um, force within the diet.、Um, their position is from center left to left wing. They're not as progressive as the Kyosanto, but they're more progressive, I would say, than the CDP.、Mm-hmm. Um, and their party leader is Fukushima Mizuho. And,、uh, and, now we have the, and then we have the、um, newest party called Reiwa Shinsengumi.、Mm-hmm. And they were founded just last year, around this time in 2019.、Mm-hmm. Which was also the first year of. Deva, right? Which is where it gets its name yeah, from. That's why they're called Deva Shinsengumi.、Uh, and they tend to be on the left wing.、Um, their party leader is Yamamoto Taro.、Mm-hmm. And he used to be an actor who turned into a politician. There's not a lot that you can say about this group because they're so new.、Mm-hmm. And they also don't really have like a history that they come from, un- unlike the CDP.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I call, I think this group is kind of like the wild card in this group of political parties、mm-hmm. because, because they're so, you don't really know what they stand for yet. Like, you、right. kind of do, but there's no like established platform that's like historically established.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like last,、um, last summer's election, they had nothing on like LGBTQ rights、mm-hmm. and issues and stuff. And, So, I don't really know where they stand on a lot of things. And they had like, they did some like kind of like a couple of questionable things. Like, Yamaboto Taro was going to have like a discussion with like, or engage with like the racist dude from、um, NHK. So, right, like, right. I don't really know what they were trying to do with that. But, and this might just be me, but like the fact that their like leader is like an ex actor, just like. Ma, I think he should get credit in that he did a lot of like research and studying,、mm-hmm. you know. I think, and he's more,、um, he talks about like、um, taxing the rich and like、mm-hmm. um, putting a stop to like consumption tax, hi-、mm-hmm. tax hike, which like none of the other parties really、mm-hmm. talk about other than like the, C-、uh, the Communist Party and like, you know, the. It's not like the politicians in the LDP are better because、mm-hmm. like they're mostly like 
um, they mostly come from a long line of like family politicians and like they probably got into college with like not doing anything Mm -hmm. and they probably did no studying and that's why Abe can't read kanji and like needs like prompters and can't answer questions if they're not on the paper Mm -hmm. so you know I think just because you're an actor like yes sometimes like they they put forth like actors because they're like that's the only way to like get the people's attention yeah. you know like people know actors better than politicians mm-hmm. so like that's sometimes how the po- the actors get into politics but i think yamamoto taro mm-hmm. at least there's a part of him that actually cares about <laughs> people i mm. think that i, I would like to believe mm-hmm. yeah but like my impression like i don't know like talking to people that like aren't very politically engaged or like they see like the election poster and they're like i like this dog better than this dog so like they vote for that person or like look that the tactics are see- like a lot of the times seem just like really shallow so if you have like a kakui actor it's like gonna raise the image of the party but so on so on if he's a matomona hito hopefully <laughs> um yeah, we'll have to see about him. I mean, he did for the for the previous election, he did like sacrifice his position in the House of Councillors mm-hmm. to get the two other people in mm-hmm. because yeah, the way that it works is like you have a an order in your party like of which member gets to gets elected within mm-hmm. like the party vote. Um, and so they didn't have enough votes for three people to get in because he was Yamamoto Taro was the third one, and mm-hmm. so if they got they hadn't if they had gotten enough votes for all three of them to get in, mm-hmm. then he would have then he would have like um, maintained his position as like a politician within the diet. But uh, because they did, they only got enough votes for two members to get in. The um the other two members got elected, and he mm-hmm. lost his position in the diet. So. He did that, <laughs> um, you know, and I think a lot of people then were like excited for him to run as like Tokyo governor or like mm. prime minister or whatever. But we'll see. We'll we'll have to see what they do yeah. because you know a lot of um they did get complaints last summer that they were splitting the opposition vote, you know, mm. because they were a new party that was a part of the opposition, so they were like criticized for splitting the vote, but. We'll have to see what they do in the next couple of elections, I guess. Yeah. But um, last year in the uh, House of Councillors election, um, which is kind of like the Senate, equivalent of the Senate in American politics. But last year in the House of Councillors election, they came up as a new party and they were able to elect two members to the House. They were also two members with disabilities, which is mm-hmm. pretty new. Progressive, yeah. One of the but um one of the elected officials, his name is Hunago Yasuhiko. He's the first person with ALS to be elected into office. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big that was a big thing last year that dominated the news. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of significant in that they're kind of a grassroots group Mm -hmm. that came up last year um and last year when they were campaigning they were able to gather one of like the biggest crowds or like a lot of the bigger crowds that i've seen ever in my lifetime Mm -hmm. as a voter and Mm -hmm. because you know japanese campaigns are really different from american ones Mm and that candidates don't ever get like a crowd they maybe get like 10 people if they're lucky (laughs) that like stand and watch you but um, Reiwa Shinsengumi was able to get like huge crowds and it was crazy and it was exciting 
but it was hard also. Like, um, or like Yamamoto Taro was、mm-hmm. described last year as kind of like a younger Japanese Bernie Sanders because, because of the huge crowds that he、right. was able to gather. But unlike Bernie Sanders, it's not like he has like a long history of、right. what he's. Supported,、mm-hmm. so it's hard to trust them yet, I think. Yeah,、uh, but I think it was a pretty good achievement on their part in that they were able to get two members elected,、um, but also draw huge crowds. And they seem pretty popular, like even among like middle aged people. Like, I know like the middle aged women that I know are like pretty supportive of Deyawashi and Sengumi, so it seems like they have like a pretty wide like range of. Supporters as well. Like, they aren't just like concentrated in like young people. It's like a bunch of different types of demographics. I think they were able to get young people's support too, but I think,、mm-hmm. unlike Bernie Sanders, a lot of their support came from like middle aged people.、Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of were advocating for like the common man who had been like left out from politics、mm-hmm. and the policies that Abe and his administration were pushing. So, yeah, in that sense, they were popular with the people.、Mm-hmm. So, there you have it. That's the opposition.、Mm-hmm. And there's also other, there are even like smaller parties that have a couple of members in the diet, but I don't think they're really worth discussing. So, yeah, the opposition parties, the main ones、mm-hmm. anyway, are the Constitutional Democratic Party, Democratic Party for the People, Japanese Communist Party, Nippon Ishin Makai. Social Democratic Party and Deiwashin Sengumi.、Mm-hmm. Except for Ishin, the other groups are more on the left side.、Mm-hmm. Um, and they tend to go up against LDP and Komeito, the ruling coalition.、Mm-hmm. Generally, the ruling coalition is very strong.、Mm-hmm. And the problem for the opposition for many, many years. Has been that there are too many of them, like they're too divided、mm-hmm. to form like a good enough opposition to go against、uh, Abe's LDP.、Mm-hmm. And they never are able to merge together, let's say.、Um, I don't think they ever will merge together into like one party. Like、mm-hmm. theoretically, if the opposition were to merge all together and create like a two party system with like、mm-hmm. the ruling coalition and the opposition, theoretically, I think it would be enough. There would be enough like opposition popularity for Japan to have like a two party system going on、mm-hmm. that like one party like replaces each other, like kind of thing happening. But because the opposition is so divided and can never agree on On their policies, like their, their opinions, like just are too divided.、Mm-hmm. They can never merge together. Sometimes in elections, they do join hands and like put forth like one candidate,、mm-hmm. like one opposition candidate, so as not to like divide the vote、mm-hmm. between opposition parties. But that's like the most that they do in terms of com- combating the LDP and、mm-hmm. the ruling coalition. So that's kind of the general makeup of the parties in Japan. Yeah, it's like kind of frustrating too, because I feel like if it was simpler, a lot more young people and like just like people in general would be a lot more involved. Because, like, but because it's so confusing, not that the two party system is like better than this, but I wish it was a bit more simple so people could be a bit more incentivized to start joining in.
so now we have to look at the history. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so LDP is, like we said, is like the ruling coalition. Um, LDP stands for Liberal Democratic Party, and its Japanese name is Jiuminshito or Jiminto, um, and it's headed by Shinzo Abe, and other people that you might have heard of are Koizumi. Um, his son is now the environment minister. Um, so the Jiminto is center-right to right-wing, and like we said, it's it can be far-right, since it does draw people who are quite far-right as well. Um, it's supported by the Nihon Kaigi, which is the Japan conference, um, which is kind of like a, I wouldn't say it's like an unofficial group because it's made up of all these politicians and powerful people, but basically it's kind of like a club for these like right-wing people to like churn out policies or like churn out strategies for like right-wing agendas for Japanese politics. And it's also endorsed by the Zaibatsu, um, and they do cater towards the Zaibatsu, which are the Japanese Business Federation, um, which are made up of these really um, traditionally old big trading companies that have been in Japan since like post-war times. Basically the big businesses. Mm -hmm. And they've been in power for a really long time and are one of the more like OG parties since post-war times. So if we go back to the beginning, they did come into power in 1955 since its founding. Um, and this period that starts from 1955 to the first time the LDP lost power in 1993 is called the 1955 system. Um, I won't go into too much detail about the 1955 system because it talks about like the GHQ and like how Japan kind of regained political autonomy after the American occupation. So... We can leave that to another time, but 1955 system is really interesting if you are interested in looking at how exactly Japanese politics was created. But isn't that crazy though mm -hmm. that they were in power for so long? Yeah, like what forty, almost forty years. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've basically been in power post-war for like seventy-five years, mm -hmm. except for these two periods of time mm -hmm. that the opposition was in power. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and like the two periods were like two years each, like super short. Yeah, so that just tells you how much power the LDP has. Mm -hmm. So its ideology is kind of like the reason why it's been able to stay in power is because there isn't really like a core ideology, even though it does just overall lean, right? Um, there's no like well-defined unified political philosophy, um, but their like vague goals are like rapid export-based economic growth. Um, close cooperation with the U.S. Um, for military and defense policies. And it pushes for administrative reform, which is basically privatization of state-owned enterprises like the post office um, or like your local kyakusho, so your like city halls. The Jiminto, one of their big policies is to privatize all those jobs. Um, and it, it also opposes uh, gay marriage and other progressive policies such as having different last names after marriage. Um, so it depends what you call fiscally conservative, but socially conservative and it's built on neoliberal ideologies. And depending on who you ask, I guess it, they are defined as nationalist um, because they do push for historical revision. And they've also been the ones that were talking about how they want to change uh, textbooks and schools that highlight Japan's military might uh, before and during World War II. Um, so if you are familiar with the Comfort Women, I don't know, the discussion, <laughs> the Tulsa, the struggle, 
um, then the LDP is the one that wants to try to erase those narratives from those textbooks as well. They're not even in those textbooks. But they're, yeah, they're trying to downplay the those kinds of narratives. Okay, yeah. So it's first um, was founded in 1955, and they were a united front against the then popular Japan Socialist Party and the new De- Social Democratic Party. And through the 1960s to the 1990s, I know this is a really long time, but basically that's the entire time they've been in power. They were, you know, coasting through, but towards the end of the 1970s, um, they were riddled with scandals, and Kometo was the one that was gaining momentum. But the reason why the LDP is so powerful is because it's been in power for nearly four decades and it's established kind of this like really stable process where like everyone kind of knows each other and like knows how everything is run um so if the ldp wasn't in power for so long there aren't that really that many reasons why it should be so powerful and through them being in power for so long they've been able to um create relationships with um, a really wide demographic of people. So all the way from rural farmers um, to professional groups to like elite bureaucrats or really big business businessmen. Um, and they have also been able to create relationships with small businesses. So like all sorts of people, the LDP have found policies that support them. However, because it was so big and because it's been around for so long, it's it lacks like a unified nationwide policy or consistent ideology. Um, So I think if the LDP were to actually be put to the test, um, they wouldn't really stand because I think all the politicians who are in it kind of have like very varying opinions. And I think that's why something like the Nihon Kaigi is so important to them is because they need like a a space to like come together and like actually think of like, so, so like, what do we agree upon? Like, what are we not going to bump heads on each other in public? So um, yeah, that's the LDP. But on the other hand, because it's been in so power for so long, because it was able to cater to so many groups, they've been able to create a really stable middle-class Japan. Um, however, they did lose majority in 1993 after the um, end of the economic miracle, quote-unquote economic miracle. Um, if you weren't too familiar with Japan's history, Japan had rapid economic growth in the 80s, and it became the second biggest economy. Um, but when the bubble popped, um, there was high unemployment, people lost their jobs, and this was start of this thing called the the lost generation or the lost decades. Um, and when we talk about other kind of labor issues, we mentioned this as well, but that's when um, the whole lifetime employment system started to crumble um, and when people started to get disillusioned with the whole, the company is your family and the company is going to take care of you. So after the bubble popped, they did lose majority. Um, and we've been in a recession ever since, so for about 30 years now. Um, and yeah, to make matters worse, they had also had an insider trading slash corruption scandal in 1988 with a company called Recruit, um, which is still a really big company today. But basically, like a bunch of these like top level politicians had to resign and it was embarrassing. So listen, they've been in so many scandals. Like, do you know how many scandals they've had? Like, they've been able to survive so many scandals because they're bi- they've been in power for so long um yeah but go on um so in 2005 um they won the general election um and held absolute majority in the house of representatives and abe succeeded koizumi in 2006 but in 2007 the party suffered um, a defeat and it lost the majority in the upper house for the first time in history so sorry, after 2007 then the dpj and what was known as the minshito came into power 
Well, DPJ came into power in like 2009.、Mm-hmm. And then they were, they were in power for、mm-hmm. two years and then they lost that power after 311 hit. Yeah.、Um, and 311 happened to hit right when they were in power. Yeah. So that was like, that was like an unfortunate thing that happened because. Right when the opposition was in power, this like huge disaster hit and everyone blamed them for it.、Nah. Um, but、yeah. so that's, yeah, so that they lost power because of that. And then the LDP has been in power since then. All the after effects and tw- 2011 hit during DPJ's、uh, rule. So that really shook、um, the people's confidence in the DPJ. And also, Even though this doesn't really matter now, the DPJ had also、um, suggested a 10% income, 10%、uh, consumption tax, which was really unpopular with the people at the time. So that also contributed to repassing power over to the LDP. Yep. So、um, in 2011, I mean, in 2012,、um, they returned to power with the Kuomintang with a clear majority in the lower house、um, general election, and Abe becomes. Prime Minister for the first time. And、um, basically, like what you need to know is the LDP came into power in 1955. They were in power until 1993. And then they regained, lost power, and regained power again in 2012. So,、um, yeah. And the reason why they're so, I don't, I don't know if like popular is the right word, but like it's just kind of like the default party is because they've been around for so long and because. They're able to appeal to a wide base despite not having any core philosophies or because they have no core philosophies. They're also the most stable because they've been established for so long.、Mm-hmm. Um, unlike the other parties, which, have, which are fairly new. Yeah.、Um, especially those in the opposition, which keep like, turning up new parties, you know?、Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times that's why. The people have a harder time trusting those newer parties and they tend to vote for like the LDP because they know what the LDP is and they know what they kind of are because、um, they've had they have had a long history of just existing. But yeah, the LDP they used to be more like you said, like having different opinions within the party、mm-hmm. and being able to kind of. Check and balance themselves and debate each other. And that's why they were stable and like very strong for、um, long stretches of time. But、um, in the Koizumi era,、mm-hmm. um, one thing that he started doing was he would kick out people who disagreed with him from the, his own party. So he kind of, Koizumi kind of started the whole if you disagree with me, you, I will kick you out of my party kind of thing. And that's kind of continued, I think, throughout the Abe's administration as well, because, you know, he's done so many stupid things, but there is literally no one who will debate him on any issues. And, like, there's no movement within the party to, like, criticize Abe or, like, try to debate him whatsoever. So maybe they have still continued that kind of, like, sontaku, like, no rebelling against your party leader kind of、mm-hmm. thing. Going,、um, which is kind of reminiscent of、uh, the Trump administration and、mm-hmm. the Republican Party. You know, like no one, literally no one will stand up to Trump because they're afraid of, I don't know, losing their position or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for the long history. <laughs>、um, 
But that tie that also ties into the history of the opposition or mm-hmm. the yato.、Um, In that, because the LDP has been so strong historically,、mm-hmm. um, the main goal of the opposition parties is to fight against the LDP、mm-hmm. in elections to gain more seats, right?、Um, or to gain power. And so that's the main goal of the opposition parties. And unlike the LDP, the parties and the opposition have changed a lot. Like, They have split and merged and formed new parties like a lot, a lot, a lot of times.、Um, and I can't even, I don't even know the whole history of who changed and like, or who split and merged. But、um, I think for the purposes of today's episode, I'm just going to tell you about the, the mergers and split, splitting that is relevant to. Today's political makeup.、Mm-hmm. But the general thing to keep in mind is that they're trying to gain enough power against the LDP because they're so divided and weak on their own. They、mm-hmm. have to, a lot of times, they have to work together, even though their political ideals, ideologies are so different from each other and they're all over the political spectrum.、Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think. I'll talk mainly about the main opposition party,、mm-hmm. which is the Constitutional Democratic Party. They're the, yeah, they're the biggest opposition party in that they have the most numbers in the diet as an opposition party. So, one of the people who's had an impact on the political makeup of the opposition parties is actually Koike Yuriko, who、mm-hmm. is the Tokyo governor.、Mm-hmm. So, like you were saying before, the opposition, the main opposition party in 2009, Democratic Party of Japan, DPJ,、mm-hmm. they came into power in 2009、mm-hmm. and were ousted by 2012.、Mm-hmm. And they've, and they, the, the opposition's been struggling ever since then to gain power. In 2012, the DPJ were ousted from power, but they were still in existence as a political party. In the opposition.、Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2016, there was going to be an upper house election, but they realized that they were too weak on their own. So they said they were going to merge with the Japan Innovation Party, which is different from Ishing, but they were going to merge <laughs> together to up their chances of gaining more seats、mm-hmm. for the upper house.、Um, and so they merged together to form the Democratic Party or the DP. So now the DPJ is no longer there, and now the main opposition party is called DP. And this happens in 2016.、Um, but even after forming the Democratic Party, the DP,、um, and I think in Japanese it's called Minshinto,、um, they were still struggling to gain power.、Um, so that's like one side of what was happening in the opposition、mm-hmm. party.、Um, and the thing about where Koike Yuriko comes into play is so she was part of the LDP, the Jiminto, for all her political career. But in 2016, there was a Tokyo governor election、mm-hmm. after the, for- the then Tokyo governor, Masuzoe, he had to resign because of like、um, political scandal. There was like a scandal involving. Him、uh, misusing like public funds、mm. for his own purposes. And so he quit. And so they were going to have a new Tokyo governor's election. And Koike Yuriko comes along and says she wants to run for Tokyo governor、mm-hmm. as part of 
the LDP. Um, the thing about that though is she asked for the backing of the LDP, like her party,、mm-hmm. but they wouldn't give it to her. They were like, no, we're not going to support you in this race.、Um, and they actually, the LDP actually put, up, put forth a candidate of their own、mm-hmm. for the race, but Koike Yuriko went, along, went ahead and ran anyway.、Um, so it was really interesting because she's kind of this like, So, in that sense, she was kind of like a rebel, right?、Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so there were like two members running from the LDP, but only one of them is legitimate, is a legitimate candidate of the LDP for the Tokyo governor's election. And Koike Yuriko is kind of running as like kind of like an independent, but kind of like a rebel <laughs> member of the LDP who d- just decided to run for Tokyo governor <laughs> by herself. Yeah.、Um, so that was very interesting. And that's where, that's where you get the、uh, Koike Green from when she、mm-hmm. ran, because she ran in, in like a green.、Um, but at this point in 2016, she was still a part of the LDP. And she ends up winning this election, Tokyo governor's election. Which was like a crazy accomplishment、yeah. <laughs> um, as a rebel member. <laughs>、um, and I, I think it was partly due to this scandal, too, like of the former Tokyo governor. You know, like if I remember correctly, it was at a time of like a continuous straight string of Japanese male politicians、mm-hmm. who had been in like scandals involving like public funds.、Right. And so I think. Tokyoites, anyway, were they were excited for like this new、mm-hmm. female governor,、um, and they elected her.、Um, and the turnout was like really high too for that election. It was like 59%, percent,、mm. which is like very high、yeah. for Japan. Yeah, usually it's like in the 40s.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still remember that election. I didn't vote for her, but、um, like my mom did and stuff.、Mm. Um, So that was, a, that was a crazy time、yeah. that we lived in.、Um, I think Koike-san, even with like, coronavirus, is like, very different from the way that she like, deals with things, too. Like, she's like, educated abroad, and like, at least like, from what I can see, like,、um, she like, collabed with Kakin, which is like, a really famous YouTuber in Japan, and like, she's trying to like, reach out in these different ways. So I think she does really stand out from the other like, traditional LDP males. I think the thing about her that's interesting is that, yes, she does try、mm. to do new things in her own way, but she still needs the support of the LDP.、Mm. And she still has deep ties to LDP、right. because she's basically LDP.、Yeah. You know, she's still conservative, she's、mm-hmm. still kind of nationalist.、Yeah. Um, and so she's kind of like in between, yeah. sort of. Yeah.、Um, Not, not entirely liberal, not entirely conservative, but still very. I think she's still very conservative. Yeah.、Um, but anyway,、mm-hmm. so she ends up winning the, the Tokyo governor's election in mm-hmm. 2016, mm-hmm. and she's kind of on like a popularity high. There was、right. a really big like Koike fever going、mm-hmm. on at that time. And so this is when she decided to create her own party. Uh, in、mm-hmm. 2017, called Tomin Fast on the Kai.、Um, and she created this because in 2017, they were going to have a metropolitan election, which is for Tokyo to decide like, the Gin for Tokyo.、Um, and, she was, and she created Tomin Fast on the Kai and went against her former party, LDP,、mm-hmm. which is like a huge deal.、Mm-hmm. But actually, Her party, Tomi Fasunakai, did very well in this election in 2017, and they got like、uh, the majority of the seats, which is a pretty crazy accomplishment. 
um, to defeat like the biggest party, LDP, in Tokyo. And so this combined with her winning Tokyo governor yeah. gave her like an ultimate like a high. And um, she decided to meddle in federal elections. And so in October of 2017, they were going to have a general election for the House of Representatives in Japan, which is the lower house in the diet. But this also came at a time of um, so she had she had, so she had become the Tokyo governor, mm-hmm. but I don't think it went the way that she wanted it to because this was like one of her biggest issues was the moving of Tsukiji to mm. uh, Tsukiji Market to Toyosu, and so there was a lot of like disputes going, mm-hmm. and her popularity started to go down. Right. But for this uh, House of Representatives election, um, she was she formed a new party. Um, okay. called the so so she formed she formed um Kibo no To. This is where Kibo no To comes in. I see, I see. Um, this is the party of hope. Um, so she quit being the leader of Tomi Fast no Kai, uh-huh. and for and then so for this uh, House of Representatives election, she was gonna try to win seats in the federal government as uh leader of like party of hope Kibo no To. I see. The confusing thing was that. She already had this position in the local government, but she was try- she was going to try to get more seats in the federal government for some mm-hmm. reason. But her popularity did not go the way that she wanted it to go. And the Party of Hope, yeah. So they're um trying to they're they're trying to contest the two thousand seventeen general election. Um, and so this is the other parallel mm-hmm. in the opposition party yeah. that's going on. And um, the Democratic Party that I mentioned before mm-hmm. in 2017 decides that uh, they're not going to contest. So they're not going to run candidates in this upcoming House of Representatives election in tw- 2017. And a lot of their candidates are instead going to move to the Party of Hope, this new Party of Hope. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the Democratic Party mm-hmm. members are going to run as members of Party of Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, this is the thing about Japanese opposition parties in that a lot of them are still very conservative. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the DP, like some of the DP members are conservative enough to join with the Party of Hope mm-hmm. tells you that like even in like the central left opposition parties, mm-hmm. there are still like um conservative fac- factions or yeah. and politicians that are able to combine together mm-hmm. with like the po- the offshoots of like LDP even right. yeah to go against LDP um and so that was kind of what the party of hope was right it was like a combination of Koike Yuriko and like offshoots of LDP politicians put together with the more conservative members of the Democratic Party but before this election Koike Yuriko in response to like the some of the Democratic Party members coming in, mm-hmm. she was like, "I'm going to handpick who runs from my party from the Democratic Party." So it's mm-hmm. not like every single Democratic Party member was going to be on the ticket for right from the Party of Hope because because there were still like liberal politicians or like more progressive politicians in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. who she didn't want in her party right because their policies differ a lot mm-hmm. um and i think in 2017 this was in terms of like the 
security legislation, like Article 9 and like the self-defense forces, because Koike Yuriko is still conservative. So she is still in favor of the self-defense forces having more power, you know, um, which some of the more progressive members of the D- Democratic Party are against. So Koike Yuriko is like, no, I'm not going to have like these Democratic party people right. like coming in i'm going to pick who i'm going to pick like who's conservative enough right. to run for my party yeah, get, like, yeah. Hijacked so, by the so 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 and so they run they so they run on that that kind of system and mm-hmm. as things will would have it koike yuriko's party of kibo no to party of hope they do very badly in the 2017 mm-hmm. represent house of representatives election and so what happened in the 2017 House of Representatives election mm-hmm. is that the former Democratic Party split into Party of Hope with, um, with the more conservative members of that party of the Democratic Party going yeah. into Party of Hope. But so then what's left of mm-hmm. the other more progressive mm-hmm. members of the Democratic Party um, is that they form another new party. So another offshoot of the Democratic Party, which is the Constitutional Democratic Party, oh, okay. CDP. So that's where this comes, or the Rikke Mishto. So that's where they come into they come into existence. Yeah, is is basically because of Koike Yuriko that they they came into <laughs> <laughs> they came in um, to existence. But they um, so because of this whole Party of Hope deal and the Democratic Party splitting up, they form their own party in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, this means that the uh, the opposition vote is split mm-hmm. between right. Party of Hope, CDP, and then the other like um co- like Kyosanto like Communist Party like Social Democratic Party. So Koike Yuriko did a great job splitting the opposition party. But anyway, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, she wanted to win seats. She wanted to win more seats, but she couldn't let go of like that conservatism. Right. So um. <laughs> But anyway, um, the so her party, Party of Hope, Kibonoto, they do very poorly, uh, and instead the CDP does pretty well, um, yeah. and they gain, they gain a lot of seats, um, but the CDP does not gain enough seats to go against the LDP and like the ruling coalition. Mm-hmm. So although they, although in like one election they become like the biggest opposition party right they still at that point didn't have enough members to like be like um a big enough opposition like they had they gained a lot of momentum and an an excitement as a new party against the the ldp like uh, among like voters like Mm -hmm. before before reiwa came into existence they kind of had the first steps of like getting a lot of people to come to their rallies and like to their talks and stuff and so they were gaining a lot of momentum in those early days Mm. um before the house of representatives election um so because of that defeat yeah um in the house of representatives election in 2017 uh koike yuriko was like i'm gonna step back from federal government which she shouldn't have been in the first place really because she's local she's like a local official now like you should focus on tokyo is what a lot of people said so she was like okay i'm going to do that so i don't think she, i i i don't think she's in the party of hope anymore um and also the party of hope lost its status as an official party so they're just a political organization now 
um yeah so they yeah so they're like a very small organization now um and so but the party of hope the members of the party of hope and some of the democratic party members who didn't join either party they merged together to form the democratic party for the people the dpfp in 2018 and this came uh, under the leadership of tamaki yuichiro so that's where the other offshoot of the democratic party came from yeah so the two offshoots of the democratic party is the constitutional democratic party and the democratic party for the people but the Democratic Party for the People also includes that like conservative side from the Party of Hope. So that's why the DPFP is more conservative, um, more conservative than the Constitutional Democratic Party. Right. And sorry, just remind me again. So the Democratic Party isn't the DPJ. No, the Democratic Party is what came after the DPJ. Okay. Got but it. they were basically the same. It's just the Democratic Party, which came after the DPJ, is mm-hmm. the DPJ plus. Japan Innovation Party combined. Right. So they're basically the involves the same people. Uh-huh. They just changed their name and like added a couple more people for like better chances of getting more seats in an election. So yeah, what so the general thing that happens in like the opposition parties is like because they're so small uh-huh. and weak and divided, they have to merge together in elections to combat the LDP. Mm-hmm. But once that ends, uh, even you know they merge for like election purposes but that doesn't mean that a lot of times their policies are in line with each other right um there's a lot of times there's like more progressive uh, members like fighting inside the same party with like more conservative members and so they split and like they form new parties and offshoots of each other and it's just all crazy so um that's what keeps happening in the opposition is <laughs> that they really need to find this balance between like um trying to combat the LDP and the ruling coalition but also trying to have their own political I- ideologies and their own policies so it's like which one do you prioritize you know because yeah like i said theoretically they could all merge together to form one party you know if their goal actually was to combat the the ruling coalition they theoretically should merge all merge together to form like one big party so that there's like a two-party system but because of like a lot of (laughs) the opposition parties are still like really conservative Mm -hmm. uh, for example like the dpfp uh, and even the cdp even they're never going to merge together with Mm -hmm. like the jcp the, the communist party for example because of like they're probably afraid of like the the things that come with like associating themselves with the communist party and mm-hmm. stuff and those more like progressive policies and parties that are or that are part of the opposition party so it's kind of like saving their own party's appearance but also trying to combat LDP so they're kind of like stuck in this like yeah so that's why there's all this like merging and splitting going on um and they can never decide what they are i guess <laughs> yeah yeah and i think this contributes to like uh the public sentiment that the opposition is untrustworthy because they keep doing this stuff like this and you you don't really know who who's where and like 
it's so confusing because they, they keep changing so much. Like even me describing this is like super confusing. And like even researching this is like, it gives me like a headache. So yeah. And it almost just sounds like the individual politicians are just making parties so that they themselves can be elected, not really to like further like a political agenda. I think there's people who do that mm-hmm. and people who do who make parties to actually get stuff done. I think um, in like the example of Koike Yuriko, I think she was just like made these parties for her own sake, you know, and she, she just likes power, I think. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's the uh, relevant history of the opposition <laughs> parties, which is now Bikke Minshto. But together with the Kokumi Minshto, they are offshoots of the former main opposition party called Minshinto or the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. which is another offshoot of the Democratic Party of Japan, DPJ. In Japanese, it's called Minshto. Which was the one in power for like a hot second. Yes. the timelines we could have been living in we have to live in this one (laughs) but the tokyo governor's election is coming up but honestly like what do you think is gonna happen like i honestly think koike yuriko has to stay in power because i don't think anyone else wants to like take over in this situation like what with the coronavirus too but also like trying to get the olympics Mm -hmm. to happen next year like i don't know if anyone else wants to actually take over this position so i'm not yeah it'll be interesting to see who the candidates are but i'm not too certain Uh on like if there's going to be like a hopeful or whatever yeah and i think the general consensus is pretty supportive of right now too the rumor is that the ldp is going to back her this time as Mm. their candidate Mm. but we'll see exciting (laughs) yeah i guess Mm -hmm. so yeah the next one is the tokyo uh, governor's election in july um so we will keep you posted uh about that and when it's coming up and yeah let us know if there's anything that was confusing or Mm -hmm. if you want more explanations about yeah just hit us up on instagram or wherever as always our introduction music is by stone stewart and our break music is by Taro Kyoto. Mm-hmm.